We are halfway through summer. No doubt many of you have attended an event with food trucks and now you're thinking to yourself, I want a food truck. All this week on 10 Minute Food Truck Training, we are talking about how to get your journey started. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, and welcome to 10-Minute Food Truck Training. Cast, my name is Bill Moore, founder of foodtrucktraining.group. I often hear people say, I want to start a food truck. The very first thing I ask is why. And the answer I get most frequently is, my food is to die for. People love it. They love my recipes. They tell me I can sell a million dollars worth, so I want to give it a shot. And I'm going to tell you right now that unfortunately, being a great family cook does not translate well to the public. And like my dad always said, free food always tastes better. And then other times I'll hear somebody say, I just want to be my own boss. I just want to control my own time. I just got laid off or I got hurt or I got fired or I got a sick family member and I just need some income. And then I hear the generic, I've just always wanted one since I was a kid. Sometimes the reason is a combination of all of those things. But what it boils down to is there's a short term problem that's creating high motivation for change. But, and this is a very big but. The person has little industry knowledge and little to no business experience. I want you to figure out your why before you do anything else. And I want you to write it down and I want you to put it in a place where you can see it every day. Because what that why is going to do, it has to be big. It has to be huge. I am doing this for college for my kids. I am doing this for my own retirement. I am doing this for... And then whatever it is, whatever your motivation is, but it has to be huge. It has to be like a hand at your back pushing you towards success. Because that why has to get you through the days when you open up, you're excited, and you end up only doing $8 in sales. It has to get you through that mountainous red tape that some cities and states make you go through. It has to push you to be successful. If your why isn't big enough, if you're not motivated enough, you won't be successful. This will just become another humdrum job, and every little hiccup becomes just the worst thing that's happened to you in your life. So your why has to motivate you. Many folks never have any real success in food trucks because they just don't know what to do first. They don't have a plan, and then sometimes they just say, the heck with it, and jump right in. And in every single case, this lack of knowledge is costly, it's frustrating, and it is ridiculously inefficient. You have to know what you're doing, and definitely the knowledge gap has to be bridged before you start selling food to the public. If the first thing you do is buy a food cart or a trailer or a truck, and then you ask for help, your business is doomed. And unfortunately, this happens every day. Some people thrive on being thrown in the deep end, and they learn as they go. And some of them even become successful. But it is a ridiculous waste of money. No self-respecting business starts and flourishes from trial and error, especially a business that has literally tens of thousands of successful food trucks in operation right now. So we're going to put first things first, like Stephen Covey says. Once you understand whether you have a million dollars in the bank or you have nothing, you're going to start the exact same way. And the starting point is you have to do the research on industry practices 
and regulations that are specific to your state, your county, and your city. I'm going to tell you right now that one in 10 people quit when they start looking about all the licenses and all the permits and the cost for just those things to do business in their area. One in 10. What I want to caution you is you're not ready to look at equipment sites yet. So when you do your research and how you do that research is to put in starting a business in and whatever your city is, then whatever your county is, and then whatever your state is. So you have three different searches going just on getting a business started in your area. And sometimes when you do that, the equipment sites will come up first. I'm going to tell you right now that the health department in every state has broken links. So when you're reading down through something and it says click here for form XYZ and you click there and you'll get that 404 error that says this page is not found. So you can't expect a business that's not associated with the health department like a food truck manufacturer who says we have all of the health department rules and regulations here. Click here and we'll help you get started in your state to keep all of those links updated. If the people that are operating that website, the health department itself, can't keep their own links updated, there is no external business like a food truck trailer manufacturer that's going to keep those links updated as well. So you're not even going to mess with those. Okay, so you have now done a search in your city, your county, and your state to start a business. The next thing you'll need to do is, again, city, county, and state. But the question now for your search engine is starting a food business in city, county, state. So you have three more searches going. The first search was to get you all the steps you need for your city, county, and state because they're more than likely will have some type of checklist and tell you what you need to do. But because you're a food business, you're going to have a couple of extra licenses and permits that you're going to need. At the very least, you'll need a food establishment permit, most likely given by the health department, but not always. The health department in some states does not actually issue mobile food vendor licenses or restaurant licenses for that matter. could be the Department of Agriculture. And there's state like Florida that has an agency that's called the Department of Business and Professional Regulation. And they're the ones that will issue the food vending license. So it's not always the health department is where you go. And you'll see that answer when somebody says, who do I need to contact to start my food truck business? And they'll say, first thing you do is call the health department, which is not the first thing you do. First thing you need to do is understand what it takes to become a business in your state, because some people quit at that point. And you won't have wasted your time trying to figure out the health department side of it, because that's usually only one or two licenses. The state may have you get five or six more licenses in the city for that matter. Okay, if, if it sounds like I'm trying to discourage you from operating a food truck, yeah, I probably am. The reason is this is not for everybody. The people that need to be in this business have that motivation we talked about earlier. They have that why that's so powerful. They have to do this, and it's going to push them through all the red tape and all the little hiccups that you're going to have to get started. So if you're still listening at this point, that's awesome. We're going to work on making you successful. So just really quickly, the starting points are do not buy equipment first. I'm going to say that one again. Do not buy equipment first. You want to do research. Research is free. Do it on the search engine at your city, county, state levels. Starting a business and then specifically starting a food business. On the federal level, you'll need to get an EIN, which stands for Employer Identification Number. Basically, that's a social security number for your business that establishes your business as being a separate entity from you. And you're gonna nurture that business just like you would a child. And you're gonna do the research. Just like most people, when they have a kid, they buy one of those books that say, what to expect when you're expecting. Most every new parent has looked at those books, either bought it or borrowed it. 
So the same deal with starting a business. You want to get all the information long before you're, you're there. I want to give you one little tip before we end this today. When you're doing your research, you're going to have lots of questions because a lot of the terminology and a lot of the processes will be very unfamiliar to you. So you can expect that. That's no problem. What you do want to do is write down all your questions and then figure out who you need to ask those questions of. You want to get it from the officials. Again, not a Facebook group. You want to contact whatever department has created that question and talk to them directly. Hopefully you can find an email, and if you can't, you'll find a contact phone number. In either case, the process is simple. You make the phone call, you write the email, you send it off, you ask your question specifically. I plan to open a food truck business in this county, and I don't understand this particular rule. Can you please contact me and explain this to me? Give me your name, give me your phone number, send it off, or leave it on a voicemail. If the voicemail or the email page does not tell you, give us a certain amount of time to respond, sometimes it will say 36 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever it says, given that a lot of time. And it's business time, not over the weekend. So you can't email them at 9 p.m. Friday night expecting to answer by 9 a.m. Monday morning. That's not going to happen. So if it's on Monday and it has a 24-hour response time, then expect a call Tuesday. If it's 48, expect it Wednesday. Give them whatever time it is. If it doesn't list a time, give them 24 hours. If they haven't responded, you are going to send them a second email and you're going to say, this is my second request for information on XYZ subject. Can you please contact me at, leave the email, leave the phone number, send it off. And you're going to do that process five times. So whatever their stated uh, return phone call policy is, you're going to do that five times. If they don't have a stated response, then you're going to give them 24 hours. And again, do it five times. So at the end of the fifth time, if they still haven't responded to you within their stated policy of 24 hours or whatever it is, you're going to move up the ladder. You're going to find an email. You're going to find a phone number of a supervisor. You're going to get that information. It's there. You just have to look for it and move up the chain. And you're going to be a little bit more serious this time. I have tried now five times to get this information. No one in this particular department is responding to my request for information. Can you please contact me yourself or have someone from your department contact me about this question? And then list the question. And then give them the same amount of time as what the other phone calls you had been doing or the other emails had been listed for time to wait. If that person does not respond to you, you're going to give them the same opportunity. This is the second time. Contacted your office to ask for information. Can you please have this question answered and email me or call me at and give them your information. If they don't respond to you by that second one, whatever the time frame is, you're going to move farther up the ladder. And I mean way up the ladder at this point. Because now you have seven contacts that you've left that they've chosen to ignore. You're going to move up to the head of the department and you're going to contact them directly. And if you have to write them a letter, then write them a letter. But you're going to contact their office and do the same things. I have gone through seven contacts with the frontline facing people and their supervisors and no one is answering me back for this particular question. Can you please answer it for me? I can guarantee you, you'll get a response. 
because people at that level don't like dealing with frontline questions and frontline guests or frontline people. They're not accustomed to it. It makes them really, really uncomfortable. They can put on the show and give you a good answer, but they don't like dealing with you because that's not their job. Their job is to get the people underneath them doing different activities to move that department forward. So when somebody that has a question and it gets ignored, it really bothers them. So you give them the opportunity to respond to you. If they choose not to, then you're going to contact the governor of your state or the lead county commissioner or the mayor or the city manager or whoever is the executive in charge of that particular area. And you're going to write them a nice little letter and you're going to send the letter with the receipt request so that you know it got to their office. And you're going to say, I have now tried eight times to get this answered. Five at the frontline level, two at the supervisory level, and one at the department head level. No one seems to care about doing their job. Can you inspire one of those people to help me out? I guarantee you're going to get an answer. Because again, the governor doesn't want people upset. The governor doesn't want people to not vote for him. The governor doesn't want this to get blown out of proportion because one of the departments is not functioning properly. So the people that tell me, I've waited two months, I've waited three months, that's on you. You've chosen to wait. You get active. You go out and make things happen. You don't let somebody tell you, well, we'll get back with you in three to five business days and tell you that five times in a row. You're setting up your own problem. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you a list of questions that you should be asking those local officials to make sure you understand what you're getting yourself into. If you're enjoying our chats, please support the podcast by clicking that support button and giving a monthly donation. Or if you only have room in your budget just for a one-time small donation, I've got a link in the description for that as well. Either way, it absolutely means the world to me. Being around like-minded people is an awesome thing, and I have a group called Food Truck Training. We help people get started in their business and answer all kinds of questions. We're on Facebook, and there is a link in the description. Thank you guys so much for listening, and as always, stay profitable, my friends.